1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. They've raised the bar on Rochester sports talk. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester.
3: All right, this um, this hit our feeds. I want to say Tuesday night.
4: Ryan- I, I I think I was like one of the first to see it because I don't know how many in the the Bills Mafia follow Ryan. Congratulations. Ryan! though, with this take, I think there are many people in in, in Bill's Mafia who know Ryan.
3: And Peter, one of our regulars, pointing out on X, and I I agree with Peter, this is the nominee for take of the year. It has to be. It has to be.
4: For for, for how bad it
3: is? Well, we nominated, uh, what's his name, for saying uh, that he was going to remember where uh, he was when the Twin Towers fell and when Tom Brady retired. I mean, it's terrible. Fair enough.
4: Brian Hickey, Hickey. Hickey is nominated for Take of the Year. Can you
3: can hear him on uh, JR Sport Brief right after us here on the fan. You can hear him Hick at Night on CBS Sports Radio. Hot Take Hickey. All right, man. You're in the sports bar, and you riled up some Bills fans. If the goal was to get ratio congratulations. Defend yourself, man.
5: <laughs> what is going on, fellas? I appreciate the intro. Take of the Year already. It's not even March. That is, You're, you're a nominee. You're a nominee. It's a nominee. What I will say first, well, true, that's right. Nominee, I don't want to get ahead of the boat here. You're right. Um, number one, I was listening before. Uh, this is like, this is no troll job. This is not like, oh, let me just rile up some fans here and upset a few folks for a random Tuesday. This is real. Like, I put this out here fully believing what I said, and I'm ready to go toe-to-toe here with whatever questions you guys have as to why this, I, if you talk about what is true of the best of the Bills' future, this is it right there.
4: Listen, it could be one of these takes that five years from now, Caleb Williams, wherever he goes, leads us to him to a Super Bowl, and we're still in the bitter cold up here uh, in the month of February wondering what happened. I, I, I will say, Ryan, that's possible. What's not possible? Okay, explain to me. Logistically, how this would get done if Josh Allen, just the Bills trading him alone would mean a $99 million dead cap figure that would you pile on on top of the 41 they already have to account for?
5: Sure. I mean, well, it's really not 99, though, right? I feel like if you look at it for a trade, if you want to do post one or, or pre June one, however you want to break it down, if you do pre June one, yeah, you're going to have a $50 million cap. It'd have to eat that, but you also have a rookie quarterback, so at least you can open up some space there. But then you're free in 2025 and beyond. If you want to go post June 1, it's I think it's like a $17 million cap hit this year and like $35 million next year and you save $30 million this year. So it's like it's really like when you look at the cap hit itself and now what cap hits are with quarterbacks? I mean, the Broncos about to have a $40 million cap hit on Russell Wilson just to cut him and get nothing back in return. Like the numbers going up and it's becoming more acceptable to if you want to move on from a quarterback to eat a big number. Like in the grand scheme of things, when you're getting Caleb Williams in return, if part of what is the cost is having 40 or $50 million on your cap for one year, again, that's if you want to do pre-June 1. I think that's a, a cost that's not, you know, that's prohibitive, I should say, not prohibitive of making this deal done. Uh,
3: Gino, I know you have more. I know you're shaking your head. Yep. I can hear you rolling your eyes at Hickey.
4: Yeah. I Ryan, why do you believe the Bills – are that far off. I mean, okay, the the Niners took the Chiefs to overtime, but you're you're literally, there's been two games where the Buffalo Bills were 13 seconds away from getting to a win in Kansas City where Josh Allen was, he played, maybe you could say the best ever in defeat. In that night, he was near perfect, and still they lost the game. So much so that they changed the darn rules in the league here to say, you know what, the Bills deserved another chance in overtime that shouldn't have been decided by a coin flip. But I digress. This playoff run this year, okay, on the list of reasons why the Buffalo Bills lost that game, I'm not putting Josh Allen in the top five, but – you, he had the ball down two minutes to go with a chance to tie at the end. So my point is, why do you believe the bill? I don't think, and a lot of Bill's fans don't think, I think we think we're pretty close here, Ryan, but you seem to think that it is never going to happen for this current uh, makeup of this roster.
5: That's right. Well, a few things. Let me just want to clear one thing. I think this was loss and confusion, um, and maybe because people didn't watch the clip, which I get no one wants context anymore. <laughs> this is, the whole premise is not about Josh Allen. Like this is not me saying Josh Allen can't win a Super Bowl. This is using Josh Allen with the with where the Bills are right now as a way to get out of this current situation. And I know it may on the surface sound stupid to say, well, why'd you trade a top three quarterback and think you can get closer to a Super Bowl? But part of it is is you are getting number one uh, a prospect that is generational that people are talking about the same sentence as Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, John Elway. I get Caleb Williams hasn't proven anything. There's no guarantee but there's a lot of people that believe very strongly that he will be a very good quarterback in the NFL. But I'm glad you brought up the 13-second game, because that's, for me, where it starts. Let's go back to that game, right? The Bills are right there, right? And, and I would agree that that two-game playoff run, when you smoke the Patriots and then the 13-second game, those are the two best Bills playoff games they've played in the Josh Allen era easily, period, stop. Where, though, have they gone since that game? The last two postseasons, you've had four home playoff games, You've gotten embarrassed by the Bengals. You lost to the Chiefs at home this past year, in which that was the worst offense it's going to be around Patrick Mahomes in his career. And you look at the other two playoff wins. You barely beat, I almost blew a 21 nothing lead to Mason Rudolph and the Steelers. And then last year in round number one, you had to hold on for G. life to beat Skylar Thompson, and the Dolphins, who can't win a game when it's below 50 degrees. And they put over 30 points up. So it's not like, when you look at the Bills, they don't have a Chiefs problem. If it was just the Chiefs and they were blowing everyone out, uh, else out in the AFC, different story. But if you look at it, like, they're barely getting by some of the worst playoff teams in the field the last two years, got embarrassed by the Bengals, and you know lost to the Chiefs in a situation where Josh Allen played well, and the rest of the team could not help out. And That's where this is coming from. Look at how the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl, you could argue, with everyone besides Mahomes. Like the fourth, up until the fourth quarter, in overtime, Mahomes is not doing a lot. You look at the Ravens game; that was a defensive struggle. The Bills game you just saw, especially in the fourth quarter, came out to run the football on great defense. Like that defense and that run game for Kansas City was a large part of why they won the Super Bowl, not Patrick Mahomes. And then you look at the Bills; all we keep talking about with the Bills for years and years and years now is they put too much on Josh Allen's plate. They're asking Josh Allen to do too much. Allen's been great for the most part. He's had his moments in the past, but he's been great for the most part, right? The problem is there is nothing else Buffalo can rely on outside of Josh Allen. Carolina the defense, Carolina the run game, a run game that got better this year. But unfortunate theme with them is when you need the run game the most in the biggest games of the season, the run game disappears. Fourth quarter against the Chiefs in a close game. What happened to the run game after destroying the Chiefs the first three quarters? Got nothing. So it's like you look at where this team is. They have gotten worse. Since 2021, they've gone in the wrong direction in terms of closing the gap on the Chiefs and everyone else in the AFC. And now you look at the cap hell they're in, you look at the old and aging defense, and you look at not a lot of avenues to put town on this team. It is a win. Like you are in a win now Super Bowl window without having, I would say right now at this moment going to 2024, a Super Bowl caliber team. So, so, wrong. Okay. So,
4: wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. By the way, James Cook, number two in yards from scrimmage last year. Only
5: behind this guy, McCaffrey. A lot of that was in the past game. Like, the, he is not consistent enough in between the tackles. That is a big thing the Bills are missing. In between the tackles, they have never had a guy that can consistently get you four yards a pop. He's had moments. The Cowboys game was awesome, but it's also, too, like when you talk about total yards, a lot of that is a passing game. Swing routes, out of the backfield. They don't have someone outside of Allen that can consistently run the ball.
3: Ryan, um, Full disclosure, I mean, I'm a Bears guy, so when you suggested this, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I'm all in.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's how many people were like, um, Danger, you're wrong. Uh, no.
3: no, no, you don't understand.
4: Um, I,
3: I know you're a Colts fan. Mm-hmm. Would you have suggested the same move after Peyton Manning missed his sixth try at getting into the Super Bowl?
5: I'm glad you brought that up because Zach actually brought it up yesterday. Here's the difference between that and where the Bills are. Like You look at the Colts team. The Colts had a great team. It was Peyton Manning. That was the issue, right, at the time in the, in the playoffs, 03, 04, 05. They had Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Dwight Franey, Like They had Hall of Famers on that offense and defense. W- where are the Hall of Famers on the Bills team? Like, th- like this is, like, it's not a, Again, it's not a Josh Allen. Like, this trade to me is not because Josh Allen stinks and the Bills came over Josh Allen. The problem is the Bills can't build around Josh Allen and don't have any avenues to get real talent on this team around him and so it's like, are you going to keep banging your head against the wall and, and hope that Von Miller finds a fountain of youth next year or Stephon Diggs puts whatever, I, whom the hell knows, whether it's personal, whatever, put his problems behind him and now all of a sudden tries to, you know, is back to a number one wide right receiver next year. Like, there are real holes in this roster that, for example, the Colts in 05 didn't have that the Bills do.
4: Ryan, the, the part of the take in the tweet where I'm like, you were trolling us. Who says no? <laughs> did, you, did, did you not? Did that's, you not know that's what? That's a well-crafted take. That, no, that is, well-crafted. that is either I am inviting <laughs> Bill's Mafia to come back at me, or did you not know the power of the Bill's Mafia, Ryan? <laughs>
5: Definitely number one to not know the power of the Bills Mafia. Number two, that is like a all like I grew up listening to WFAN, so like that was always like anytime you had a. I mean, I guess now as I say it, maybe this is guiding myself (laughs) a little bit, but you have a crazy caller trade and goes, "Who says no?" I love that phrase. Anytime there's a trade, it can be sensible or not. Who says no? I love that phrase. That's probably why I put it in. But it was like I'll I'll be. It was partly serious. I'm thinking about it in my head, and as I'm recording this, I'm like, "This makes sense from both sides." Like I, I don't like. If this trade is offered, if I was a GM on either side, Buffalo or Chicago, I'm like, I'm
2: saying yes.
3: My uh, co-host is a coward. I wanted to bet him yesterday a box of wine that you wouldn't back down from your take. And I knew you wouldn't back down from your take. Well, I didn't. I knew he wouldn't either. That's why I didn't bet you. You didn't bet me. Um, All this being said, Ryan, let's assume that the unlikely scenario that you've put out there that the Bills would trade Josh Allen for the number one overall pick doesn't happen. If you're Chicago and you have the number one overall pick and you also have Justin Fields, what are you doing?
2: Caleb Williams,
5: no question about it. He is. I think he's a real deal. Again, I'm very high on him. I think he's going to be like. I think like what I said in the clip. I think he could give Patrick Holmes in like five years from now a real run for his money. I think he's like that good. USC talent wise was not very good around him, so I don't think especially 2023. That was you know. Uh, true depiction of what he can be in terms of team success. The offensive line, I mean, it honestly had us three on it and blocking maybe we couldn't be better than USC's offensive line, mm. trying to give him uh, some protection last year. I think he's going to be like th- this is, to me, a true can't-miss quarterback. Not like I guess Trevor Lawrence is probably the last quarter we talked about like in this same vein that has not panned out, um, but I don't think he'll be like Trevor Lawrence. I think he'll more be like an Andrew Luck and a Peyton Manning.
4: All right, Ryan. So, a- again, I'm not saying anything that's new here on the show. Danger and I have talked about what it's going to take for the Buffalo Bills to get over the hump here, and we're just kind of resigned to the fact that Sean McDermott is here and we're kind of stuck with him. I look at Sean McDermott as being a very good coach. However, there's plenty instances in the NFL where very good coaches aren't the right fit. See Tony Dungy in Tampa. You bring in uh, another coach, they win the Super Bowl, but then Dungy goes to Indy and they win the Super Bowl. It was actually it was actually Zach when we had him on the show earlier when this was right around that Denver Monday Night loss. It was just so horrific. Bringing up the Harbaugh, the Buffalo. I'm like, wow. We we can't allow ourselves to think what would it be like to bring in a winner. So my question to you is, where you're saying, hey, there's all these problems for the Buffalo Bills roster wise, and maybe you trade your best asset, which uh, it won't happen, but could you fix this? Perhaps if you had a different coach, like uh, possible.
5: Well, fix it, I guess, in the sense of like again, you still need help on the defense. Um, but I, I do think coaching is a a big thing that could help. And I I mean, you guys maybe know better than me. I don't know why a move's not been made. Like I would agree. Sean McDermott is a perfect, he was a perfect coach when he was hired, right? Built the bills up, built them to a sustainable winner. Now they're winning the AFC East consistently. Now they get to the playoffs consistently. He is a tremendous builder where he can take a downtrodden organization and get them to competency. But I don't think, and we've seen this play out in the playoffs multiple times. I don't think he's a coach that can get you over the top. You can go from you know good to great, but he can't get you from great to leader, great to a championship. I don't know why the Pagulas are patient um, in terms of keeping them around, but I mean, also too, like, you look at this roster, like it, like there are real holes. Like their defense is going the wrong direction in terms of age and also some of the money tied up into guys that are not producing, and it's like you look at like where they are capitalized. Like they, you, there are upgrades that are needed that are just a coach would help it gets in the right direction. It would stop what I would call a backslide right now going in the wrong direction. But I don't think it's a cure-all where it's like you fire McDermott, bring in whoever, and now all of a sudden they are right there at the Chiefs. Well, they're
3: married. I mean, McDermott and Bean are married. If one goes, they both go. And, you know, maybe I've been saying it wrong because ever since that Denver loss, my, my thing has been like this team can only go so far with Sean McDermott and looking at how the roster is constructed and looking at the the kind of corner that they've painted themselves into here maybe it is both Bean and McDermott that deserve equal parts blame here in terms of the Bills inability to get to that next level and and for what it's worth i mean there was a lot of talk about Kyle Shanahan being in his Andy Reid in Philadelphia phase going into the Super Bowl. I mean, Sean McDermott might also be going through his Andy Reid in Philadelphia phase right now, learning, you know, from Andy Reid when he started his coaching career in Philadelphia.
5: That's yeah, a good. Point. It's like winning is hard, right? We're not gonna. I'm not gonna try to pretend here that it's easy to win a Super Bowl, but it's just like also like I think different coaches give you like different in terms of like. You know, hints or not of whether they can actually get it done. Like Kyle Shannon, I think he can get it done. Obviously, he's been there twice. I know he's lost. He's had opportunities. Like, I think he's just knocked on the door where he will win when he's very close. And I think he's shown now he is a Super Bowl caliber coach, like his friend Sean McVeigh um, eventually got off the, uh, over the hump as well after losing the first one. And it's just like, with McDermott, like, I just don't know, especially now. I think partly it's him, but also partly it's the fact that he's a defensive coach. And so you are limited to basically making sure you have the right OC hire in place to get the most out of your offense. And like you kind of saw with Brian Dable who got the most out of Josh Allen for two years and leaves. Like it's that's really hard to nail. And once you do nail it, it's like every year or two cycle of turnover, we'll see how um, Joe Brady does now going forward, a nice little interim run. But now there's a full time guy. Like, is this gonna work? Like that's part of like why at least for me McDermott like there is a ceiling to it. It's just because like you are limited now in your offensive success in an offensive driven league, predominantly based on who's calling the plays.
4: I love all the reaction here we're getting on uh Ryan Hickey, uh, CBS Sports Radio, our guest here. Uh, Brian writing in, I'm not blinded by Bills fandom. Hickey is making really good points. I think the Bills should do this in a heartbeat. And Brian, I, I just go wow. back to this. But, like, Ryan, like, Brian, like, see... The part about the salary cap. That is real. Like the idea that, well, you could just do this in June, or you just, it would come with so much more pain where you're taking a team that is the clear cut favorite for the AFC East next year. I know Dolphin fans would be upset by me saying that to making them right alongside the Jets at the bottom of the division of the Patriots with with this move, Ryan. So I, I still can't wrap my mind around why you would give up a top-five quarterback in the league unless unless you don't think that Josh Allen is a top-five quarterback right now.
5: Oh, no, I do. I mean, part of the clip was just like if, if the Bears make this trade in the other end, like they have the best quarterback in the conference. I think he's better than Hurts, better than you know Dak, etc., I and mean, that's obvious, but like anyone else in the NFC, like, if you're the Bears, from your perspective, danger like you would have the best quarterback um, in the conference. But it's just like also too, like I mean, part of it is trading Josh Allen, but also part of it is getting like what you get back. And like, okay, I put in in the tweet two first round picks, like the first and the ninth pick. People got a lot, you know, very upset. That's all you think it's going to take. Fine, if you want to add a 2025 first round pick, you know, I could pretend to be GM. We could talk back and forth terms. But let's just say the Bears add another first round pick. You get next year's first round pick. If you're the Bills, then why can't you be like the Lions? Remember when the Lions traded Matthew Stafford to the Rams? They got two first-round picks. They got Jared Goff. They turned that into you know, what is right now their young core, and they are right now built to be one of the you know, young, up-and-coming, you know, big teams in the NFC. They look like they're going nowhere anytime soon, in part because the Lions recognize, and no, obviously they are up in a way worse spot than with Stafford than obviously the Bills are. I'm not trying to say the two teams are comparable. But the Lions kind of recognize after a while, we're stuck here. We have a really good quarterback, but we don't have the team around him to com- compete and have the resources to put town around him. Instead of banging our heads against the wall, we're going to trade him, and they turn that one, you know, one trade into now a lot of their young core. If you're the, you know, in this hypothetically, if you're the Bills and make this trade, you could have Caleb Williams and four first round picks the next two years at your disposal to start to build this team now and have a reset. I mean, that's, to me, attractive. Like, that's an absolute possibility where that could kind of reset where you are and open up a new window compared to where you are right now.
3: It's it's the one thing that I think Bills fans can look at what Brandon Bean has done, and he hasn't missed on all of his draft picks, but he hasn't hit at the rate that maybe a Brett Veach in Kansas City has where you've got guys contributing from day one when you need guys, young guys, cost-controlled guys, Contributing from day one. Ryan, I, I don't have a problem. I know that you got skewered by a lot of Bills fans for this. I know my co-host hates Waffle
1: Ryan. Come on, <laughs> waffle. Idea.
3: But I'm like, who was it that, that tweeted that said he's not blinded by Bill's fandom? And he, that you're Ryan's no, Brian, making, yeah. Yeah. Ryan says that you're you're making great points. There are a lot of great points to be. I don't think it's gonna happen, Ryan, but man, do I appreciate wait, you wait, sticking did, your neck no, out hold, there? Hold
4: on. What what's your reaction when Maggie Gray, ah. the 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 point guard of CBS? Sports Sports Radio says you need to be deported.
5: (laughs) Shocked. I love it here. I don't want to go anywhere. I send it to Canada. I mean, I like skiing, but
3: geez. We started by talking about the take of the year nominee, Ryan. And last year, Maggie Gray was our take of the year winner. And her take was essentially that the best, the, the high point of this Bill's era was 13 seconds that it might not get better than 13 seconds, and at the time that she won Take of the Year, we were feeling pretty good about ourselves. That was before the Bills <laughs> lost to Kansas City again, again in the postseason. So you never know, Ryan. We may be calling you in uh, in December to accept the Take of the Year nominee. We'll see.
5: She wants me deported, and she's also the same person that said the highlight, the possible highlight of this team could be the 13 second game.
3: This this was Maggie Gray on with us last last year.
2: Here's something I've learned. i'm sorry wrong wrong one
3: i got the wrong one that's this year's take of the year nominee from uh maggie gray maggie's take on
1: the bills is
2: it mental man i hope not uh because if it is that means that solidifies probably something that maybe bills fans and maybe the organization doesn't want to face which is the 13 seconds game might've been the best shot. And I'm not willing to say yet that they're not going to have another great shot at this and that they're not going to learned from those mistakes in that game and can be better for it. I'm not giving up. This hasn't beaten me down yet. Hell, we're Bills fans. We've been through worse. And I think is if a few things can break right and they can start peaking at the right time at the end of the season, why not the Bills? Really? I mean, we have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, We still have a great defense, despite some of the injuries. I'm saying we now, like I'm suiting up for the team, (laughs) but I, I'm still, I'm still with this team.
3: That was Maggie in December. And uh, that was before the bills lost again to the Chiefs. So that when you listen to it now, it actually is chilling because you have to go back and think like, wow, maybe she's right. Maybe 13 seconds was as good as it's going to get for this team.
5: And if that's the case, like then let's reboot it. Let's try to open up the window. Let's try to get that. Coming like, from this. a guy,
4: a Cole fan of all the teams, oh boy, here we of go. all the teams that should know, like Droopy, Peyton Manning and Fox bro, not going to get over. And then finally what day it happened and it was glorious and we were all happy for you. And you, Ryan Hickey, can't relate to that. What could be that well, like, I can
5: relate to, but I'm, I'm, what I'm truly worried about too. How, like, how long, like, let's be realistic here. How long is the window for Josh Allen right now? Five years.
4: I was going to say four. So four to five. Yeah. That's, I mean, as
5: someone who watched Andrew Luck crumble with the amount of body, you know, hits he took to the body and someone who watches Josh Allen, exciting, fun, awesome. That's taken a lot of similar hits. That's also part of why to me, this trade makes sense. You have a limited window with Josh Allen, where he's a top three quarterback, but for how much longer, you know, you know, you're, Oh, I'm not going to win here as I speak. I'm not, I'm not trying to put anything to the, uh, the universe, but it's like, if we're talking about a four or five year window and next to the team's like, oh, the defense not very good. And there's, again, you're in cap hell and if a Josh Allen injury happens. Like those window or those opportunities disappear fast. And then what? Then you're kind of sitting there in four or five years with an Asian quarterback, kind of sitting, sitting there going, well, what do we do now? Yeah. This is an opportunity. Can I get out ahead of that? And maybe now open up what would be you know, you take a step back for a year or two, then open up a ten year window again with Caleb Williams versus trying to run out the string now of a year or two or I should say four or five years with Josh Allen.
3: Ryan I love this conversation, and I appreciate you sticking your neck out there with this take that, that can get us talking and stimulate our minds a little bit as to where the Bills are at, what other teams might be looking for in their futures. I want to make sure you have an opportunity here before we let you go to tell everybody where they can hear more of you and, and get more of your work.
5: Oh, I want to hear from Bills fans because at least Twitter, they were not very nice. So if you have a civil <laughs> conversation, pink end night, Sunday night, Sunday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, right here, um on the fan, please. I would love to hear your thoughts and have a rational conversation. Really fast, I do have one question for you guys. This is one thing that I did not realize before I put the tweet out that with all the replies I got and now starting to realize. How big of a fan base percentage wise, isn't a, a majority, maybe is a better question. That fans are bigger fans of Josh Allen than the Bills. Like I sort of got the sense for a lot of people they would rather have Josh Allen on the team than like win a Super Bowl. Is that like is that a real thing? Wow.
4: Ooh, no, I I don't think you can un, unwind that. And and the reason I say that is if you're my generation, you can un, Jim Kelly was synonymous with the Buffalo Bills and when you get that right. quarterback, he is synonymous. And if you're going to say, "Hey, let's take away your guy here," even though you're presenting a scenario, even though, Ryan, I don't agree with your scenario, it is a scenario that, hey, actually, you should hit the reset button here and you want to win games here. Here's a better path. People want to see how the conclusion to the story here, that Josh Allen has been on the doorstep, can he finally get over?
3: I think w- another thing about Josh Allen, and I don't know if this directly answers your question, Ryan, but I think it's unquestioned that Josh Allen is the most famous person from our region right now. In our region right now. the Josh Allen right, no doubt. is a source of pride and that people in Western New York love Josh Allen because he's on the cover of Madden and he's dating a Hollywood star. He's
4: playing Oak Hill. He's, playing, he's yeah. playing
3: with Tiger Woods. He's doing all the things that celebrities do. He's famous and he's one of us. Even though he's not, he's one of us. He's from Western New York. He plays for our team. That's our quarterback. So there might be some truth to what you're saying because Josh Allen being Josh Allen has brought in a lot of fans that really maybe weren't Bills fans, or at least they were casual Bills fans, especially during the drought. And it's been so long. It's been since Jim yeah. Kelly and Drew Bledsoe and Doug Flutie since the Bills
5: have had a guy
3: that they could call theirs.
5: Interesting. Yeah, that was kind of it was very interesting, the amount of like responses I got of just like, Josh Allen is Buffalo, kind of what you're saying. Like He is a city and it just almost seemed like they were putting even him like above the team, and I was just that was just fascinating. I mean, it's interesting.
3: Well, it it is a world that we live in where there's a lot of people that believe that they would be bigger than their employer or bigger than their brand or whatever the case might be. And I'm I'm always the person. that says, mm, the Bills will be the Bills even if Josh Allen isn't with the Bills right. or any player. There's no player that's bigger than the actual organization. We've seen that time and time again.
5: No, you're, you're right about that, especially in the NFL. The the, the teams are always king.
3: We'll be listening for you tonight with junior we'll be listening for you Sunday night as well, Ryan.
4: Whatever you do Sunday night, Bills fans, do not call Ryan Hickey. Don't call Ryan Hickey on Sunday night and tell him he's wrong. Don't do it.
5: (laughs) We appreciate you, man. You guys are the best. I always appreciate the support. Take care, brother. Thank
3: you, Ryan. There's Ryan Hickey. Hot take Hickey. Didn't back down. And I, I I think he maybe converted a few people over to his side of belief.
4: (laughs) Well, <laughs> that this this isn't as crazy as it sounds. No, but the, the, the I I think it's just the abstract of it. It's not the actual deal because the actual deal, by the way, it's it, I take it high honor that Jeremy White you're weighing in here on X. Make sure you approach about the $50 million cap hit or whatever it would take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. First that was, thing was the And if, thing. That was the first thing. And for anybody that jumped in late and hot take was like, well, post June 1st, bah, 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 you're only looking at 17 this year. I'm like, yeah. And you would be looking at a heck of a lot next year. The Point is, just look at it in the abstract. If you can't do it, will we look back at step-off points along the way? This isn't a step off point, but if this if we get to the same point next year, the how many, year after how many act, years
3: are we doing this dance? Right. How many years are we doing the same dance?
4: Wildly entertaining team. Oh yeah. And That's why uh, with this quarterback, the way he's playing. But when those skills start to go down, that's when we start to have real conversations here.
5: Nobody,
3: nobody felt the way I thought they were going to feel after they lost to Kansas City at home. We, we were. 13 seconds was a, a punch to the gut. Furious. Furious. That, the, well, Losing the, that, to Cincinnati was like, oh, well, we had a rough year. A guy died on the field. This team's been through a lot. Uh, they didn't really show up. But, uh, and Really, the Kansas City loss to me is inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And maybe I've been saying it wrong because I have been saying that with McDermott as your coach, you're only going to go so far. But it really isn't all on McDermott. You have to look at how this roster is built. You have to look at the decisions that have been made in building this roster by Brandon Bean as well. It's why this draft is so critical, man. You have 10 picks. And if you can hit, if you can if you can hit seven, six or seven of those picks, and you get contributors,
4: long-term contributors. Dude, if you get three starters out of this draft, oh, it can't be done. Can KDI count as a starter, you contribute and certainly, yeah, yeah, you know, Cyrus, you need it.
3: You need that. If that happens, maybe things turn around. Maybe we, we see those signs early next year, but I'm with Hickey, the, the super, it is super bowl or bust. That is, that is the expectation with the Buffalo bills. But I think we all realize the way this roster is built, it can really only get you so far. I'm not saying trade Josh Allen, but I love the conversation. I love thinking about the what-ifs in the NFL offseason. What else are we going to talk about? Measurables? Okay, maybe we'll talk some measurables. Let's
4: bet the 40-yard dash time yeah, here. Yeah. Danger. Uh, some takes on tap next with I'll drink to that in the sports bar, Gina. Uh What would be something that a lot of people would say, oh, you have to do this because of the Bills cap? I'm going to suggest a move the Bills do not make, and it's actually going to cost them some money against the cap. I will explain which veteran I believe needs to stay on the team. And, again, I'm an addict. Just some thoughts on that. Uh,
3: w- yes, well, you and everybody. Um, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about uh, super fan, Chief no. here in the sports bar, but I do have a piece of audio that I feel needs to be shared. Um, and, and we'll – I'm trying to wrap my mind around how this guy's head works. I just, I don't get it. Um, and I have an on sports take today, uh, here, an, an irony that was pointed out to me by a neighbor. And I'll, I'll share that here in a little bit as well. We'll take a break. Josh Reed will also join us in the four o'clock hour from Indianapolis and the NFL Scouting Combine. We have time for your calls as well at 585-866-4FAN, 866-4326.
1: You're listening to The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?